Good morning on this May the 18th, 2023 here at the Box 2 Radio Network with Mornings of Box 2 Radio. This is a joy to be with you guys and what an honor and a privilege it is that you give us your ear every morning for two hours from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time here at the Box 2 Radio Network. We're so excited for what God's doing, for what he's done, but more just important, what he's about to do. And I know he's moving in great ways, and there's testimonies left and right. Brother Greg was telling me some testimonies about God's goodness this morning, even before the broadcast. And we just praise him for his faithfulness. We praise him for his uh, his blessings. And honestly, we can never—the Scripture even commissions us not to forget the benefits of salvation. And so we just praise him for the gospel. We taught last night, and we taught on the gospel and justification. And we taught what happens in our hearts, and we taught that— um, in Romans chapter 5 that he says, look, uh, I'm on the ESV reads like this, that don't rejo- rejoice in sufferings because suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And um, I just I love that verse. I love that chapter. It's what we taught last night. I love the book of Romans. I think it's prolific. I think it's um, I love how Paul writes such deep things at the beginning and then he does this second part more of the practical walking and out of the deeper things and so i really love the book of romans um paul's my guy i love paul a lot and um i can't wait to have a conversation with him one day just gonna hang out with paul for a little bit but i figured that'll be after spending quite a bit of time at the marriage supper of the lamb and um i think one thing that's always interested me brother greg when you look at the book of revelation is the celebration of the multitude that comes out of the tribulation um, I don't know what, I mean, like that to me is probably going to be the best church service we could ever imagine kind of deal. Cause it says of all tribes, all nations, all people, they're there. So. Yeah. I, uh, I, that's going to be awesome. You know what I'm saying? That is going to be awesome without question. Uh, I just try to, uh, man, <laughs> I don't know how to phrase this. I just want that now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, every day, you know, I want that now, and we can have that now. We can have it here. The kingdom of God is within sure. us, you know, and uh, that's what I look for, and that's what I strive to do is enter into that, yeah. you know, and the only way I can enter into that <laughs> is I got to get myself out of the way, you sure. know, and uh, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, hey, you've probably been in um – big arenas or something like that when everybody's there on a worship service or like a concert thing but then everybody's singing and lifting their voice in one accord worshiping the lord and you're in there with thousands and thousands of thousands i think that's a that's a small taste of what's to come and um i i mean i'm with you i I want that kind of worship i want that multitude to lift their voice and um you know that's one of the beautiful things whenever you watch the um what god was doing at asbury just a few months ago and you just hear all these it was so organic and it was so authentic and um, it was just, there was no showiness to it. It was just like, mm-hmm. let's just go in there and worship the Lord. And everybody just had that agenda. And, <clears throat> and so I just, I don't know. I, I, it's one of my, I don't know why that's one of my favorite parts. It just always struck me. It's always gripped me. And I, I just love it. Well, in the book of Revelation. I guess uh, I, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm just selfish. Because what I figured what I was going to do for the first 10,000 years, I was going <laughs> to give him a hug. Come on. You know what I'm saying? I just want to hug his neck for like 10,000 years. Yep. And <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but that, I mean, that's just how I feel. You yep. know, I, I, he's 
for what he's done and how he, what he's brought me and i just you know i just can't wait to hug his neck and that's what i'm looking for uh and whatever anybody else is doing that'll be great but i'm not even worried about it i just want to i want to hug his neck and then then i want uh i want answer to all my questions <laughs> you know what i'm saying i want answers to all my yep. questions but first first things first i want to hug his neck for a thousand or ten thousand years you know what i mean and then we'll worry about the red we got all kinds of time at that point well i, I i've said before i said for about the first several thousand years i'm just going to be there at his feet and then I'm going to get up and go ask Peter if he meant to hit the ear or the neck. And then I'm going to go back to his feet for a couple more thousand years. That's <laughs> I just got to know this, Peter. Yeah, I need yeah, to know this like, kind of deal. You, are you that good or are you that terrible? <laughs> Which one was it? I mean, was he trying to cut his ear off or was he trying to chop his head off? Well, the, the more I think about it, I think he was probably, I don't know. Like, he had to be skilled with a knife. Well, here's, you know. Here's the thing. Yeah, for all the fish, you only had to play yeah, and a he, fish. I yeah. mean, he carried it with him. So my thing is afterwards jesus grabs the man's ear sticks it back on his head like nothing happened and they still like oh we got him now <laughs> you know i'm just i'm like really well, you know they, he just stuck your ear back to your head that this guy just chopped off and you're still against him really and i'm not for sure if the I, bible actually ever talks about what happens to that guy yeah like i mean like I really yeah, his really, response mm -hmm, the passion think. of the christ movie they have him well they have him staying on his knees that's a movie for, uh, don't, don't get your bible study for movies but i like and i don't know really where mel gibson got that from i mean you would think though I mean, you would think though like maybe maybe everybody else is doing what you're saying but you would think if somebody cuts your ear off and this guy puts it back puts on it your back ear on. You're not gonna go. Well, I've got to arrest you now, bro. <laughs> I mean, hey, I appreciate that, but you got to go. You yes. know what I'm saying uh, we, we got a job to do. You would you think know. that I had to impact him somehow. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I mean, well, that, but the thing is, everybody was there to get him, so everybody had their eyes on him. Mm -hmm. So everybody saw him. I mean, in my this is my imagination. I wasn't there, but I'm just you know in my imagination I see him. Reaching down, grabbing this dude's ear off the ground. I guess maybe he blew it off so he didn't get no dirt on it. I don't know. Stick it back on the guy's head. Five-second rule. And, yeah, 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 really. But, you know, I mean, I'm just just thinking about that. I mean, I'm, we're kind of joking and make fun of it. But, I mean, honestly, that's just how blinded they was. You know, mm -hmm. they were they were so fueled by their anger and, and whatever uh, whatever it was they fueled by that wasn't of God and yeah. uh, religion, really, mm -hmm. that they couldn't even see that. You know, that's pretty blind, mm -hmm. pretty blind. Well, I mean, Jesus dealt with that in the book of John several times, and he said, hey, look, you don't know who I am because we have, we have different dads. Yeah. If you knew my dad, you would know me. But you don't know my dad, and the reason you don't know my dad is your dad is the devil. Yep. That's what he told him. <laughs> Yep. And they were deceived. They were blinded. Um, they were misguided by the own hearts. And the Bible warns us our hearts are deceitfully wicked. And and so it's you know you're you're right. Like it didn't for for a lot of times it like <clears throat> people will maybe be gripped for a second. Yeah. But um, I always warn people: a miracle within itself is not enough to change a life. Yep. And we'll be there's gratitude and there's thankfulness, but we see that because look at all the Israelites were delivered from, 
provided for, protected by, the went through the, the sea, um, guided by day, guided mm-hmm. by night, gave food, all of these things. And yet, when the first opportunity to worship a pagan god arose, what did they do? Yeah. They said, let's give all of our gold, melt it down, and make a cat. Like, you know, that's where their hearts was. Yeah. And Well, and, you know, here's my my view on that. So with that, Moses was the one that was speaking to God. You know, they were not. Because they were scared. Yeah. So they 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 were afraid for whatever reason, you know, uh, maybe because they didn't want to give up their... <laughs> their control what have you i don't know you know where uh, uh here am i lord that's that mm-hmm. was kind of the way uh well i guess i don't know but any which way moses he saw the burning bush he heard god speak to him from that point on he heard god you know when god revealed himself to mm-hmm. him so god was using moses at, to lead the children well the children are being led by a man, you know, that was inspired by God. Mm-hmm. All right, well, until they got that revelation of who God was, you know what I'm saying? Sure. They're, they're following a guy who's telling them about uh, a living God. Well, I think the yeah. issue is they had they had learned only, I mean, the only thing they knew was slavery. They knew it. They knew how to depend on somebody. They knew the safety of it yeah. for them. And they felt comfortable in their own, because at least they were having food. At least they were being fed. At least heard this. And they they didn't know what it was like to live free. Yeah. And the thing about Moses is he learned because he left. And even though he wasn't a slave, he, he knew what it was like to live outside of Egypt at this time. And that's where he encountered the Lord in the burning bush. And when he came back and, you know, through a little bit of a series, uh, you know, it took a little while, but he went up to the mountaintop, came down radiating with the glory of God. Mm-hmm. The children of Israel saw it, and they said, they're scared. They were fearful. Yeah. And they said, won't you go back up? You know, when you think about that, and uh, whenever you get close to the Lord, and you are living for him, and you are walking for him, and you're talking for him, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want you around. They can't handle it. You know, no. they... Uh, they don't like what you have to say. They don't. Uh, they don't understand what you have to say, mm-hmm. and uh, they get mad at you because. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't. Well, that's I, what happened to Jesus a lot. Yeah. I mean, just his presence would offend people because I think yeah. um, when you get around the presence of holiness, and that's who God is. That's who He is. Only Him. It starts to offend and disrupt the sin and the demonic influences over your life. And. Yep. You know, it's like um, if you if you if you read in the Gospels, Jesus's interaction interaction with demonic spirits, and and um, spiritual things like this, he never went up and started a conversation. He would walk into the presence, and they would cry out because they knew who just walked in the room. And and I think like sometimes we go searching for things, we go calling out things. Jesus never had to. Just yeah. the presence of who he was, it 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 forced things to change to shift for rooms to change walking down the street people started to have different kind of faith just his presence yeah and if we are filled with god's presence i think this is where peter learned whenever it said his shadow was well that in the greek is really saying his aura just, yeah, just the his presence, presence of god of on yeah. his life um 
was was affecting people, and the church should really be living that that same kind of presence. Well, one thing that I, I feel like the Lord is bringing His bride around, and uh, because one thing that you didn't, you know, it, it, that seems like has got away was be holy, for I am holy. You know, so people they uh, I don't. I just I don't know that they abuse grace, but they just didn't understand it. You know mm. what I'm saying? They didn't sure. understand. Uh, so their understanding of grace was, well, he's going to forgive me. I'm just made this way. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, don't stay that way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Be you holy, for I am holy. Yeah. So ask the Lord to change you. Lord, less of me and more of you. Yeah. I must decrease and he must increase. Mm-hmm. So in order for that to happen, <clears throat> there's got to be a process take place where you die off and he lives inside of you. I mean, yes. and and if you if he's if there's more him in you, you're going to be more holy. Mm-hmm. You know, and be holy for I am holy. I'm not saying that you're going to be perfect, you know, but you'll be perfect in where he has you yeah. in, in your in where you are at that time. And let holiness be just as much about what you are doing as much as it is about what you're not doing. Yeah. And because we make holiness just about what we're not doing. Well, my thing is holiness is Jesus. Yeah. Well, you can't. That's not something that you do. Yep. You know, that's something, it's something that, you become. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And, and the things that you do are because of the yep. holiness. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jesus, Jesus actually come in there and said, look, it was said in the Old Testament. I have to touch a woman to commit adultery. I'm telling you, if you lust after a woman, what's he saying? He's saying what the gospel does is it goes past your hand into your heart. Because if you have a heart, if you you have a hand change without a heart change, you have legalism and religion. But if you have a heart change, your hand always change Um, because it's a natural recourse and it's a natural consequence of your heart changing. Um, And that's why Ezekiel will tell us he's going to give us a new heart, a new spirit. And then we're going to be renewed in our mind by the washing of the word. And whenever all these things are starting to be transformed by the grace of God, our mouth will start to change, our hands start to change, our feet start to change. Um, it, it, everything is a natural consequence of the eternal changes that are happened by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, those are the fruits. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what that is the fruit that is produced from the vine, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Without, uh, I, he says, "I am the vine, and you are the branches. Without me, you can do yep. nothing." So that's you know he's the vine he's the one that washes us he's the one that who where all the holiness comes from is him yeah well let me get a couple of announcements in here before we go to the Gospel of John chapter nine I think we're in verse thirty three this morning well we've got man up next Thursday cross point six thirty p.m. food fellowship worship um, just a group of men I th- I. I think I have to confirm this, but I think we're going to host in July, and I can't be more excited. I haven't con- I haven't got this fully confirmed yet, so I may be getting ahead of myself, and I may have to eat my words, and may have to do August or something. So I have to confirm the dates. But I think I talked to Robert, and I think we're good to go in July. But I need to finalize that. But we're going to do. I'm really excited about this. We're going to do man up at the uh, we call it our lake, but back here in the field. Oh yeah. We're going to do man up back there, and we're going to have. Basically, we'll have the cookout. So we'll have a cookout out there, fishing, cornhole, oh, wow. all these things. We're going to have an event. We're going to have an event for yeah. the men, and we're going to be able to hang out. So you can bring your trucks back. I mean, you can easily drive your trucks back there. 
Um, we'll have the food. We'll have a little bonfire going back there. And so that means we're going to have some acoustic worship just around the bonfire. A bunch of men just gathering around worshiping the Lord around the fire. Um, I'm really excited for that. We're, we're getting ready to put a lot of work into that. And um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm amped about that. Yeah, that seems like it'd be a lot I of fun. Think, I hope we get a lot of participation there. Well, I think if we push it like that, I think that we may be able to get some men that's not necessarily maybe wouldn't go to church yet. Yeah. But they may go to a lake and say, "Hey, we're gonna fish." <laughs> fish. We're gonna play some cornhole. Yes. Cook out. You know what I'm saying? And Just, then it, not not saying that that we're trying to act like the world to, to win the world but you know I'm, we're just uh, well we're, we're fishing for men we're fishing for men yeah there you go and like it, part think. of man up is fellowship yeah. edifying each other so if we i mean we'll still have a testimony like we're gonna have somebody I'm, i'll have somebody that gives a brief testimony around it may not be like a full 25 30 minute one like we usually do but something around the campfire some worship couple guitars out there yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm amped about that we're gonna try that i think we're gonna do that in july but this one we're having cross point, 6.30 p.m. Um, Coffee with Jesus is Saturday, 4 o'clock at the church behind Taco Bell. It used to be Victory Heights. I think it's called Abundant Life now, but I'm not 100% sure on that. New Life? New Life, maybe. I don't know. Miss Mary, if you're listening, you can help me out here. Um, and and um, tomorrow night, we have graduation here at Bethel Christian Academy. And then Greg's going to tell you the other announcement for Clarkson Community. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. No, no. Um, <laughs> I just hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Stephen McWerther, McWerther-ter? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, if if I'm not, somebody correct me. Um, I will say this about that. Uh, now, I don't know the details. I'm terrible at details. But this is for the youth. You know, and we have uh, – there. so these tickets that, that's here, they are free. The only reason we have tickets is because each ticket represents a seat. This way we know how many people we can have and how many people we can have. So there's still room for more youth. And we're we're looking for youth uh, of the age to where, uh, you know, we're, they're old enough to where they can kind of, uh, you know, sit still. You know, <laughs> sure. if that makes any sense at all. You know, what whatever the age that is, you know, however, you know, but we want uh, we want the youth there to hear this message from this man you know this is for the youth is what we're striving for so if you have children bring them we there's still tickets left i don't know how many's left i got five well no there's there's still several seats that's available is that is that trying to tell me something if i have five seats for myself i i don't i don't know what that's telling there's no telling what it's telling you <laughs> do i need a diet <laughs> no uh, but no, it's just uh, you know it's for the it's for the uh, the youth the the kids to come out and to worship God. He's got a good testimony, is what James is saying, and uh, and I think his uh, you know his his son is is coming as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so just come on out and um, I guess if you messaged uh, Clarkson Community, I guess you can get to them that way. I wish I knew more to help. But uh, I do know that there is seats available, and we want more yeah. youth to and, come. And we have five here at the station. If anybody wants any, we can yeah. give these five out. we got a few there. Um, and so just excited for that. Uh, we would definitely be bringing our youth over, but it's graduation. graduation. Yeah. Um, and so and I'm not for sure we'll be done by 730. So it would, uh, <clears throat> if you brought a big old crew with you and um, 20 minutes after it started, it would probably be a – That'd yeah. be a little bit of a distraction. So we'll. Well, what we're doing is, uh, 
we're we're having we got so many all the seats in the front of the church is reserved for the uh, youth mm-hmm. so all the kids are going to be up front and then whatever adults end up you know coming they're they're going to be in the back we want we want we're really i just can't say it enough this is for the kids you know for sure. the youth and uh you know that's something the world's trying to take our kids mm-hmm. you know and i'm not giving them that's right <laughs> you know they can't have my kids yep. and yep. uh i uh i'm gonna do everything that that i know to do to teach them and train them in the way that they should go so that it doesn't yeah. leave them so. i literally preached the whole message sunday morning about that yeah raising kids yeah so bring your kids out and 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 uh you know i saw something in the story of hannah that i never saw before and it's what i preached and usually i'm not one of those preachers that can like pull stuff out of a text like i'm not I'm, that's not my, like, you know, these clever sayings and everything. Yeah. But there was one portion of the text with Hannah that I never actually noticed before. Because we noticed First Samuel 1 when she's crying out and Eli comes out and, you know, Eli's like, are you drunk? And she's like, no, I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. I'm, I'm not there. Because he was actually starting to blame her for being an evil woman. How dare you, you know, be on the temple drunk, crying out to God kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, no. But the mysterious, I mean, I mean, not the mysterious. The funny thing is, though, Eli's looking at her, trying to make her sinful, and yet his sons are destroying the temple, and he's not doing anything about it because Eli's sons are very corrupt. Mm-hmm. So if you go to 1 Samuel chapter 2, you find where Eli's still kind of ignoring his sons, and Eli's ignoring his sons, so that means probably his wife's ignoring their sons. So nobody's dealing with their sons. Hannah, though, who had gave Samuel over to the temple, over to the first, the Lord. He, she, she said, if you give me a child, all the days of his life, they'll be yours. So once he was winged, he was at the temple. And he, he literally was growing up in the service of the Lord. And it said that he had his little ephod on, which basically was his 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 garments to minister before the Lord. But it, I, this is the story I love. And I didn't really catch this until I, I was looking at it, is that every year when she would return to the temple to worship the Lord there, she would make for Samuel a little robe that would go under his ephod. And Eli saw, the Lord saw, Eli blessed, the Lord blessed her and gave her, I think it was, what, three more daughters and two sons or three sons and two daughters. I can't remember off the top of my head. But I love it because even though she wasn't, he wasn't necessarily in her care anymore because he was in the care of the Lord, every year she was making a little robe. And mm-hmm. I just, I find that as covering. Like every yeah. oh, year yeah. she was still covering him. Every yeah. year she was still, and I'm thinking that's 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 the job of parents. We're to make little ropes for our kids. We're to pray for them. We're to yep. cover them. We're to protect them. We're to nurture them. We're to do this. And even though he was in the hands of the Lord, she still took the responsibility to cover him every single year. Even though she wasn't with him every day, even though she wasn't this when she returned, she always had a new little robe with her. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, that's parents. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just it. Uh, I just got a text. Uh, so my wife, she straightened me out here. Uh, <laughs> so we we can message Chelsea Miller for the tickets or questions to this. You know, okay. And Chelsea is spelled C-H-E-L-S-I and then Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R. Uh, just uh, message her on Facebook uh, if you got any questions for tickets, uh, you know, or whatever. You know, just message her and she will get you straightened out. 
Well, now that Brother Greg's straightened out, um, we can always count on our wives to straighten us out. Yeah. Mine's, mine's got a full-time job. Uh, I think they all do. Uh, mine walks. Mine works overtime. Um, mine's probably breaking some labor laws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, all right, well, um, we are in John chapter 9, verse 33. We'll probably start it, and then we'll finish it after the break, Brother Greg. We got all morning. Yeah. All right, so we have here, we're still in the story with the, the blind man who was healed. Um, and now the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the leaders, they keep talking to him. And I love this because he said, look, I don't know what else you want me to tell you. Like, I've done told you what happened. You just don't want to believe it. And then they get this back and forth. And then we, um, this is kind of where we ended it. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of the one that was born blind? And this is what they say. If any man, I'm sorry, if this man were not of God, he could do nothing. And who's who are they talking about? Talking about Jesus. This guy's saying, like, this is the guy that was born blind. Yeah. He's the one saying this. Oh. If, if, you know, if this man wasn't from God, guys. How am I seeing right now? Yeah, like, what's going on? Like, because I don't know, like, what you want me to say. Like, do you want me to say this is by Beelzebub, that this is by the devil. Like, no, I think this guy is from God because only way I'm seeing is that he was sent from God to do it. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, if this yes. is a statement I love and I, this, this reminds me of you. Like this statement oh, reminds me of you. This thanks. is why, because <laughs> I always love your humility because you're like, look, whatever I've got, the Lord gave me. Yeah. And I think we always have to remind ourselves of that because we never want to steal glory from God. So whatever we do accomplish on the earth, we can say thank you. You don't have to operate in false humility or you think you're awful. But, you know, thanks be unto God that he's given me the ability to do this. Thanks be unto God that he's given me the ability. Because if it was said of Jesus, if this man was not sent from God, he could do nothing. What's what's supposed to be said about us? Like if Aaron wasn't sent from God, he could do nothing. If Greg wasn't sent from God, he could do nothing. If Mm -hmm. Joe Smo was not sent from God, if Mm -hmm. Sally May... um, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. The Lord is the provider and yeah. whatever you're able to do, whatever you're able to accomplish, whatever you're, you possess, whatever, if it was not for the Lord, you would have do and be nothing. He is the vine. We are the branches. Yes. <laughs> Without him, we can do nothing. That's what he says. And, and if this was said of Jesus, you better believe this will be said of us. Yep. This uh, verse 34 you know, this is, this is, uh, you know, my, my experience of the church before I was born again, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, people who go to church, this is kind of what I always heard. Mm-hmm. They answered and said to, to him, thou was altogether born in sins and doest thou teach us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they cast him out, you know? So, you know, people, they, they, uh, Nah, well, no, it was not witnessing to me. They just condemned me for the way that I was and just, you know, whatever. Of course, I mean, I was pretty rotten. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I was what they was saying, yeah. you know, and, uh, and uh, but, you know, I wasn't doing anything any different than they was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's my thing was I wasn't trying to hide it. Mm-hmm. You, you know, they, you know, that's the difference. <laughs> I, I was what I was and yeah. I wasn't trying to be something that I wasn't. And I was lost. And I wasn't trying to not be lost. I was lost. Yeah. So. And this guy, they're still, but you know, they're, they're still missing something. Because. Yeah, they're missing. This, well, they're missing a lot. Yeah. But 
you know what they're missing is they're still saying that his blindness is from his sin. You remember this is the whole conversation what's all throughout the oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Is because well who why was you born blind? Was it the sins of your father? Was it the sins yeah. of your mother? Was it your fault? Was it this guy's fault? And Jesus said it was none of that. It was for the glory of God. And revealed, yeah. And so they're still looking for whose sin it was. They're still calling this guy a sinner. And really the the problem is that you know, they're just not seeing what Jesus is laying out. Like they can't yeah. get it. It's like this and it's that blinder, it's that heart deception, it's all these. And now, given this guy at this time, still was not necessarily what we would call a believer. Like, he no, didn't know. He, he just said, hey, dude, dude I, I don't blind, know. and now I'm seeing. And I, now we're getting ready to see what's happening, because yeah. Jesus hears that they cast him out. He goes to him and says, do thou believe thou the Son of God? He answered, who is he? Like, Lord, I, sure, yeah, I believe. He, I just don't know who he is. He said, yeah, uh, I'll, let's just read that. Verse 35. All right, Jesus heard that they had cast him out and when he had found him he said to him dost thou believe on the son of god and he answered and said who is he lord that i might believe on him i mean mm -hmm. he's like hey you know all i know is he made me see so who is he so that i can believe on him yeah and jesus said unto him thou hast both seen him and it is he that take mm, yep. talketh with thee man that just reminds me of me I mean, whew, that reminds me of me. Oh man, that uh, I was blind, and uh, you know, uh, and he revealed himself to me. Cause I'm telling you guys, I wasn't, I didn't go to church. I didn't, uh, I, you know, I I had been to church. You know, my, uh, went to Catholic church and stuff whenever I was little and things. You know, but oh, but at this time that is long ago. You know, and. Uh, I was not looking for the Lord, and and He started drawing me, and He revealed Himself to me <laughs> through through a gentleman that was it was there when I was buying an engine for a race car, and he was telling me about Jesus, and this is I see me right here in this right here. Who are you, so that I can believe? Yep. You know because here I was all my life. You know, a lot of people, you know, they would say one thing and do other things, you know. And that's just the way it was. So I didn't believe anybody. And uh, then all, everything within me was telling me I need to do this. Everything was drawing me. I need to go down here and listen to this guy. I need to go down here. I need to listen to that. And, uh, and of course, I'm, I'm really condensing my testimony here just to get this point across. I'd never heard that voice in me before. Mm -hmm. who are you lord that i can believe mm -hmm. you know and he revealed himself to me yeah and that's that's how it happened with me well i think <clears throat> you know it's it's a picture of what happens to us like i think we relate to this guy so well yeah because for those who are born again this story may not give you physical sight back but every one of us has to spiritually see yeah because when we're born again and he gives a new heart, new mind, and a new spirit, that's what's happening. We're seeing things. Yeah. That's why John 3 says, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Yeah. He can't see. He He's blinded. He can't see. And, and so he is, it, it's a picture saying he's opened our eyes. And because our eyes are open, we're looking at him and saying, you tell me to believe it, I'm going to believe it. Yeah. And because he wasn't, he didn't know that 
he was talking to the Son of God. But you know what he did? He did know this guy gave me eyesight, and if he gave me eyesight, he can point me to the one who is. And that's why Jesus said, hey, you're talking to him. He was like, whoever you tell me to believe in, I'm believing him because I trust you at this point. You opened my eyes. <laughs> and he said, well, I'm he. And he basically, yeah. he worships. And I remember telling my wife, and I remember telling my wife, I said, listen, I don't know what's going on after this man told me about Jesus. I said, I don't know what's going on, but everything in me says I need to go down here and listen to this preacher, what he's got to say. Yep. This Wednesday. And she looked at me. And she's like, okay, because <laughs> that, yeah, hearing me talk like that, that's you know, just that was out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. And uh, so yeah, that was him revealing himself to me. Go down here, listen to what he's got to say, and you'll hear more about me. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, we're gonna do our first trivia question, take a break, and we're gonna come back with more of John chapter nine. Because there's, I love to finish this chapter up today. We missed it yesterday, so let's finish it up today. What church did Timothy grow up in? Thursday question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. What church did Timothy grow up in? We'll be right back here after the break on two uh, on numbers two seven zero two five seven two six eight nine. But we'll be right back here after the break on mornings of Box Two Radio on the Box Two Radio Network. All right, we're back here on Mornings with Box 2 Radio. This is Hannah speaking. I, I joined a little late this morning. I, I let the guys take the, the early morning study. So, Well, I'm glad you showed up <laughs> because Aaron's out dealing with uh, a construction crew, I guess. And uh, I w that would have been awful for me to be here by myself. I would not know what to do. <laughs> Greg would have been like, uh, hey, it's me again. <laughs> No, it all worked out. You know, God always brings us where we need to be. Oh, yeah. You know, he's yeah. he, he has us um, on the path he wants us. So <laughs> everything works out. Yeah. Um, did we ever get an answer for that trivia? No. Okay, so we'll read that trivia question again. Um, let's see. Thursday. So it was, what church did Timothy grow up in? Again, it was, what church did Timothy grow up in? Um, and then we'll read that again before we go to the next break. So what verse did we leave off in, Greg? Okay, so we was just at the point where Jesus was revealing himself to the blind man. And so uh, they just cast him out, uh, you know, after he went through the interrogation of the priests. <laughs> they cast him out. And I'll just, I'll just read, I'll just kind of recap here, verse 35 through 37. Uh, Jesus heard that they cast him out. And when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? And he answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. So he just mm -hmm. told him who he was right now. You know, yeah. and uh, that's where we're at at this point. So uh, uh, verse 38, we'll just continue on. It said, He said, Lord, I believed, or I, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. <laughs> and, I love that part. Yeah, man, that's, um, like I said, I was, I was telling Aaron, that's, that's basically the way he revealed himself to me. You know, I, he gave me sight to see that, uh, uh, but I didn't know who he was, you know, so everything in me was telling me to go down and listen to this, uh, the this preacher down here and it turned out it's Merle Meredith who it was though I had to go listen to down at Hudson Church at the time and uh, he said uh, you need to go down there and listen 
what this preacher man's got to say. And I didn't know anybody at the time. You know, I was I was a ball in high weeds. I was lost. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like that. <laughs> so, well, that, I, I didn't, that, I heard that somewhere. I didn't make it up. But anyway, uh, but uh, anyways, uh, so, <clears throat> you know, he said, go down. Everything in me was telling me to go and hear what he had to say. So I, you know, I, I told my wife and, and her response was just like total shock. It's like, okay. <laughs> you do that, <laughs> you know. We was both in the same boat, pretty much. But she was she's always been better than me. I've always Aww. she's you know she's she's always been good. But she I've didn't try better. to like stop you from. Oh no no no. That's she, awesome. You know, but she was just like whatever, dude. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, uh, yeah. So I went down there and I was hanging on every word he had to say, and uh, and I mean I just could not get enough of what I was hearing. I want to hear more. I want to hear more. And uh, he gave an altar call, but that inside of me that said that, that I, the only thing that I was listening to was that inside of me. And it didn't tell you. I mean, I wanted to go up there, but that draw, you know, that what got me there was not telling me to do anything. So I didn't do anything, you know. And uh, and if you don't care, I'll just share the rest of this. Um, <laughs> I uh, that following Friday. I dropped my wife off at work uh, for whatever reason. You know, her car's probably tore up. Ain't no telling. I couldn't keep nothing worth anything back in them days. But anyway, <laughs> I uh, I dropped her off at work, and I told her, I, I said, well, we got to go back down there at church this Sunday, and uh, I got to hear what, more what he's got to say. And she said... <laughs> She said, we're not going to go to church every time the doors are open. I mean, I said, listen, I don't know what's going on. All I know is if I'm going to heaven, you're going with me. That's what I told her. I wow. mean, I just, uh, and probably not that polite because I, I was, <laughs> I haven't always been gentle. You know, listen I'm, here, I'm woman, if I'm going, you're going too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if I'm going to heaven, you're going with me, you know, and uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you guys, I was completely clueless. I had no idea what was going on. Is, hold on, I got to say this. Is that is that the Greg Carwell version of, as for me and my house, yeah. we're going to worship <laughs> the Lord? Yes, in those days, that's what that was. <laughs> I, guess, you know, I, I didn't, I had no idea, I'm telling you, I was completely ignorant of everything. And uh, so I dropped her off, and uh, that's an important part of the story, but uh, that following Saturday, Saturday night, I was laying in bed. She was already asleep, and I was thinking about going to church the next morning. I was so excited. I couldn't wait to get down there and hear about, yeah. I want to hear more and more about Jesus. And right there in that bed, I was laying there, and I said, God, I said, you know everything I've ever done. I can't change anything. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I can't. There's nothing I can do. I can't go back and undo these things. I can't. Sure. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Whew. Yeah. Mm. Oh man. <laughs> oh, excuse me. And uh he forgive me. Uh I uh I thought I was gonna float out of that bed. I mean he uh he really all that weight and all that uh <laughs> all that stuff it was weighing on me. It was just gone. And I mean I was just on I don't even know how I ended up going to sleep. I was so it's just Joy unspeakable. I, there's no, I, there, there's, to this day, I cannot describe the feeling 
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It was just just that relief and the it's just joy unspeakable. That's that's the best way I can describe it. And I just felt he just washed me clean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just he he'd forgiven me. And I, at the time, I still didn't know what has happened. I just knew that I felt awesome. It was great, and I wanted to know more and more. So somehow or another, I ended up going to sleep. I don't even remember <laughs> how. But, I mean, I, but that was it. So we go to church the next morning, and uh, he, uh, Brother Merle's up there. And, buddy, I always he's, – he's, I don't know if you know Merle Meredith or not, but, man, he can lay it down, buddy. He, I love hearing him preach. And uh, and he was just doing that. And he was laying it down, and I was hanging on every word, edge of my seat. I just couldn't get enough of what he had to say. And uh, he gave the altar call. I look over, and Brittany's bawling. And she, you know, my, uh, my grandmother's sitting there. She's sitting next to my grandmother. It's a Hudson Church down there. So she grabs her by the hand, and they go up there. Well, I I go up there too. Well, Brittany gets uh, goes down there, and, and she prays, and and. Uh, and she gets, she gets, she's born again right there. Well, I go down, and I come up, and I ask, you feel any dearly? No. Well, I'm going to try again. So, <laughs> you know, three times I'm up, down, up, down, you know, and I'm still, I'm on cloud nine. You know, I'm I'm feeling great, you know, because of what happened last night. I'm still, yeah. you know. Well, after it's all over, I was talking with Merle, <laughs> and I explained to him what was going on. I said, and I told him, you know what had happened the night before you know how i told you know what i just explained to you and he said well listen i can't tell you whether you're saved or not that's between you and the lord but it sounds to me like a born again experience you know Come I mean, on. you know because uh, uh you know i you know whenever i was there i didn't i didn't say lord if you save me i'm gonna do this I, what did i have to trade i had nothing mm-hmm. i had nothing to offer nothing to offer there was no trading. I was guilty, and hey, forgive me. You know, I mean, <laughs> here I am, Lord, yeah. forgive me. You know, I I've done all these things. I can't change nothing. I'm sorry. Yeah, forgive me. And that was it. Wow. And he did. You know, and uh, so back to my wife. She, I dropped her off at night, at her work. Remember, I said, if I'm going to heaven, you're going with me, right? I'm well, taking you with this me. This is how the, this is how the Lord works. So that night, she worked with uh, her friend Julie, and uh, they she worked there for 16 years. She's actually a tech at the hospital. And for 16 years, she worked at the hospital with, with Julie and the others, and uh, that's the only day that her and Julie ever worked together by herself, ever. Really? Yeah, just that one day. And so they go in there, and Brittany's telling Julie about me. Because Brittany don't know what's going on either. I don't know what's going on. Brittany don't, we don't know nothing. I mean, we, <laughs> anyways. So Julie w- had been born again, and she shared with Brittany her experience, you know, a- and what was going on. Well, I guess that's how the Lord, you know, planted the seed in Brittany. So then mm-hmm. Saturday morning, or mm-hmm. Sunday morning, you know, the following Sunday, Brittany gives her heart to the Lord. Wow. You know, That's so, awesome. I mean, I, and again, I didn't have nothing to do with any of this. You see what I'm saying? I, zero. I was out there being me the way I used to be. And he said, I'm going to reach down and pull you out. 
Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. That's Colossians right mm-hmm. there. I'm gonna reach down. I'm gonna pull you out of this because I love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I did not deserve it. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't looking for him. I have. There was zero reason for him. Zero reason for him to uh, reach down and pull me out of what I where I was and what I was. <clears throat> but he did because he loved me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Amen. For no other reason that he loved me. That was it. Mm. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. Uh, you know what? That's good. That's such a good mm. testimony. You know, the verse you're, what's going on in my, what I see that went on is Colossians 1.13, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through the blood even the forgiveness of sin, which is basically saying this, he's plucked me from the kingdom of darkness and he has placed me in the kingdom of the sun. Yeah. And that's what he did. And that was, uh, that was in 2000 and I'm going to say 2005, I guess. Yeah. Somewhere 2000, somewhere around in there. It was on Saturday night and somewhere back there. And it was at, uh, on highway 401 across from the blue water tower. My aunt and uncle's house it's got two front doors if you go through the right door walk about four steps forward and three steps to the right right there's where it was <laughs> that's, <laughs> well, where, that's where well, I was born you again. went the right way yeah that's that's where i was that's where i was born again at in that house right there love it at like three in the morning i just love how that happened that was your experience and then immediately after that your wife gets born again yeah uh, like know, to me i love stories like that because i've seen it where someone has been like, I guess the example, like leading and like chasing after the Lord and then their family member, as soon as they get saved, their family member gets saved yeah. too. I don't know. It, I just love that. Well, God just got a plan, you know, and yeah. and, and we're the, uh, his plan was for me and Brittany to be born again and our children. So, and uh, here we are. So, and yeah. I, again, <laughs> I ain't got anything to do with this. I, <laughs> Uh, every decision I ever made was usually the wrong one, and uh, and it probably didn't make a lot of sense because I I just went off my emotions and my anger and whatever you know whatever whatever the circumstances was I was reacting I mm-hmm. was just a ball like a pinball in a pinball machine you know I just reacted to every action that it took you know you know what I'm saying bouncing mm-hmm. off of whatever hit me you know and uh, yeah. Now, I'm just uh, just a branch. Just a branch. <laughs> I'm just a branch. I love. It. Yeah, <clears throat> I love that. Well, you know, it's you have the story of the um, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, or the religious leader who's sitting there with his long prayers, his talking about what he's done, what he's accomplished, what he's got done, and then you have this sinner who came in, rent his char- shirt, beat his chest, and said, "I'm a sinner. Forgive me." And which one left justified that day? Yep. The sinner, but not the religious leader. And I think sometimes we think it's, if we repent hard enough and we do this enough and we go here, God's going to see it. And, and But I mean, and yes, we need to repent. Yes, we need to do all this. But he just reaches down. And it's like that old song, he touched me. Yep. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. I... And see, my testimony is not like yours because I was in the I was in the middle of sin, going to church, 
didn't even want to go to church. I was going to church because of a girl. And <laughs> I was in church. And literally, the Lord just, on a January morning in 2005, it just rocked my world. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. Didn't know how to explain it. I wasn't perfect after that by no means. But yeah, I can tell you what. <laughs> I can tell you what. And I, I think you would probably have the same test. When I left that church that morning, the sky was bluer. The grass was greener. I always say it like this. This is my joke I always say to people. The gr- the sky was greener. I mean, the sky was bluer. The grass was green greener. And I actually liked people. And so I knew <laughs> yeah. that's how God lo- touched me somehow. Um, but I can't. I can't tell you that morning that I went with this prolific intellectual ascent or that I chose him that morning. Really, he chose me that morning. He sought me. He bought me. He paid for me. He rescued me. He saved me. He redeemed me. He took me out of the kingdom of darkness and placed me in the kingdom of light. And I sit there and go, what just happened? Yeah, I mean, you know, and it says, Jesus says, you have not chosen me for I have chosen you. Yes. So not anybody who's born again didn't decide, hey, I'm just going to get up and be born again today. No. Mm-hmm. They were chosen because Jesus says, you have not chosen yeah. me. I have chosen you. Now, but you did bring up a good point. There's some people that want to rely on that. Well, one day I will. One day I'll choose him. One yeah. day I'll do this. One day on my deathbed I'm going to do it. You don't get Nothing's to, more dangerous. You don't get to choose him. No. The, that's not an option. He He chooses you. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's the way it goes. You, yeah. you uh, He chooses you, and I think whenever he chooses you, I don't think you can resist him. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I've never been able to resist him. Uh, you know, and, <clears throat> my and, entire life. And I tried, have, but it didn't go well. <laughs> people have a hard time with this, and I understand that, and that's okay, you know, but I, th- I, I believe, because it says, he that began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, and then you, even if, oh, sorry. Um, well, if you have accepted him truly, you may wander. You may wander you astray. I did, you know. Me too. But the <laughs> definitely wondered. Greater is he in me than he is in this world. And I yeah. used to think. I used to read that as a different from a different camera angle. I guess you could say. I used to think, well, greater in you because. Or greater is he in the world. So so which one is it? Is it because you're putting more word in you or you put more of the world in you? But that's he's giving me a different revelation on that. Mm-hmm. Because greater is he that is in me. He did not let me go the way that I wanted to go whenever I was going astray. Mm-hmm. He left at 99. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. Even though I went astray with the lust of my flesh and this and that. He was greater to pull me away from those lusts and that, Mm -hmm. you know, to draw me closer to him. You know, Mm -hmm. as the process goes, we have to experience these trials and tribulations to grow us. Mm -hmm. So we have to go through these things. We have to experience these things to realize the bad Mm -hmm. in order to see the good. I, I hope that makes sense. But if we had... If you didn't ever experience the bad, how how could you appreciate the good? You know, I believe that's what he's talking about. It says, he that's forgiven much, loveth much. You know, so the uh, not, and now should we continue in sin so the grace may abound? God forbid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying that if you've truly been born again, he will keep you. Mm-hmm. But if you just uh, 
going on emotions. Oh, yeah, this sounds good. And you're doing it like the rich young ruler. You're keeping all the laws. You're doing all this, but your heart's not there. Mm-hmm. Then you never had him. You just had you just had the uh, concept of him. Yeah. You never truly had him. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. I, mean, I think for a lot of people, Jesus is not a savior. Jesus is not a Lord. He's an idea. Yeah. And we chase an idea, but we don't chase like a person. Like a cherry on top. So, yes. hey, I've got this. I remember this brings me, uh, uh, I think, uh, I think, yeah, he did. It was uh, Brother Ron was talking about all this plus Jesus. Like, okay, so you got your life together and you got all this. You got your good job now. Just a little cherry on top. Yep. Let's have Jesus in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that cherry on top should be the thing that's holding up the whole dang yeah. on it. You yeah. know, that, that should be what, what it's based on. It's that or we put our Christmas tree together and we put all the ornaments in the right place and he's the angel on the top kind of deal. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. well, now we've got all of our other stuff right. Let's 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 top it off with Jesus yeah. so that we mark off our religious box. Yeah. yeah. When they don't even realize he is the tree. Yeah. I am the Lord. I change not. That's yes. what the evergreen tree represents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when you have been away from him, when, you, when you've wondered or when you've chosen other things above him, put other things above him, there should be like this longing for him. Yeah. Like you should miss the fellowship with him, miss the yeah. the um, the closeness that you once had. Because, I mean, there's never been a time where I've been sinning and not felt that longing. Like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, yeah. I, w- I want to be wherever he is again. Like, wh- how did I get this far away? Like, I want to get back. Like, I'm taking steps to get back because I don't like this. And, like, sometimes in the process, you can be desensitized and not even realize that you're mm-hmm. drifting away. But then once you r- have a realization of it, the Holy Spirit shows you there should be this longing to want to get back mm-hmm. to where you were with the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's, a, it's a, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, it's a process, you know, we we have to, you know, like when they refine gold, they melt that down and whatever's not gold, the gold is burnt and it is melted into a liquid and whatever is not of that gold floats to the top. Mm-hmm. So whenever we are in this melting pot, sin's going to be revealed in us. And the only way for it to be revealed in us is that we've got to go through that fire. You understand what I'm saying? We have to go through that tribulation. It says, count it all joy when you find yourself in diverse temptations. And it says, patient, uh, oh, oh, help me out here in uh, Romans 5. Uh, well, it says. James. Uh, You're, are you in James, James or Romans? I'm James. Okay. I'm James. It's, it's talking about the work and the patience. Yeah. You know, tribulation. Let patience have a perfect course. Yes. Let yeah. patience have a perfect course in you. So when you find yourself. Uh, in sin or what have you, you know, uh, don't continue there. You know what I'm saying? Learn from that and move on, build from that and stand on that to where it's just like, so, uh, like somebody lifting weights, you know, when you reach your max, you don't just stop there. What do you do? You put on more weight. You rip the muscle and so keep lifting. You, yeah. You, you put on more weight so that you can lift more, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you don't, you can't lift it at that time, but you still work. Yeah. to where you can't and this is the way sin is in our yeah. life well we got our uh, break we're gonna have to get to our hard break and our second trivia question do we get our answer for the first question yet or do i need to reread that i had to step out for a couple minutes they didn't get it okay mm-hmm. well, so i'll reread that and i am pretty convinced that my relationship i have like um everybody that knows me is thoroughly convinced that i probably do have adhd um and because i could be 
I'm a squirrel guy. Like, squirrel. Um, all right. And so I'm pretty sure that they, I'm pretty sure I have spiritual ADHD too. Sometimes I'm just walking around and, squirrel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where, how did I get over here? Yeah. And so, um, all right. So Mariah said that we are confused on the question. Um, all right. So let's, I'll see if I can word this a little bit different to get us to the answer. Um, Siri, I do not need your help. Um, mm-hmm. So Thursday, question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. What city, we'll do it like this, what city did Timothy grow up in? And I'm not for sure if that's not what it's supposed to say. And there was just, it said what church, but what city did Timothy grow up in? That would be better. I think that's, somebody should be able to get that. What city did Timothy grow up in? 270-257. Two six eight nine. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings with Box Two Radio on the Box Two Radio Network. We are back here on the Box Two Radio Network. We want to welcome you guys in. For those who are just joining us, you can listen live to the Box Two Radio Network by listening live on ninety one point five Litchfield, Hardensburg, and um, then we can do ninety one point one Highsville, Glasgow area. You can also do ninety eight point three Owensboro, Kentucky, and you can listen live on our app if you don't have the new app yet. Um, I love that. Okay, so we're going to correct this today. I'm going to call this afternoon and try to get this fixed. It's a good problem to have, but it's a problem we didn't expect to have. And I'm going to explain to our problem is that the way our the person who provides our stream, the server, where we have a capacity. And so we keep on having these keep people keep texting us. Hey, our app's not working. Our app's not working. What's happening is that we're having so many people listening to the app that if you're on and somebody else logs on, it kicks you out to That's make room. That's what's going on. So okay. this is the awesome problem. I just pro- thought it was losing like, service. It's a problem that we didn't realize was coming, but it's here. Yeah. And it's a really good problem to have because we have so many people listening to the app. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Give us a day or two to get this fixed, but that should stop. And yeah. so we'll just, we'll, we'll just, we'll have to tell the company to max, raise our max listening because What's because I because if if I'm listening to the app, you log on, it may it'll kick me out of the stream, yeah, and put you in. And if I try to log back on, I may kick you out, or I'll kick Hannah out, who's listening then. Oh, okay. And so it's like it's a problem. We apologize. It we it yeah, it was who, a pretty good it, it was a pretty good number. Yeah. And so the fact that we have that max people kicking each other out, I think it's a cool problem to have, but. Yeah, you know, we're, we'll we'll get a fix and we'll. I think it's we'll, just confirmation from the Lord. Uh, but see, <laughs> I'm glad in the kingdom that if there's enough room for all of us. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, Amen. I'm yeah. glad that we're not kicking each other out, and I'm glad <laughs> we don't have to be the older brother gets offended whenever the younger brother comes home. Oh, all yeah. right, because there's room in the house for all of us, mm-hmm. and pretty soon there'll be room in the app for all of you. But if you don't have the app, um, you can go to the Tidely Church app. Download that and then search box two, and they'll say and change, and you're done. So good to go. Make sure that because I I did that, uh, you know, on my own there, and there's several Tithely apps. So be careful and choose the it's right one. Tithely Church app. Yeah, yeah. So um, just uh, and and the color is uh, dark blue. Dark blue. Yeah, yeah. Make mm-hmm. sure to pick the dark blue one. Dark blue. I like that. Just like. 
Just make sure you pick the church behind Taco Bell for Coffee with Jesus, <laughs> you know. And don't be shy to add your prayer request to the to the prayer yeah. wall. We want some more prayers on there, which we do have a lot of interaction. We have people that text us, and and that's still great. But um, it's an awesome tool for us to be able to use for that prayer wall. So. Yep. And if you're listening to the app and you know the Bible question, so say, oh, I know that Bible trivia question because we still have an answer for the first one, which is, what city did Timothy grow up in? All right. And you know it, and you're on the app already. You can just go to the press, the call us, yeah, and it just pops us up right there. It just immediately calls us. Yeah, it just calls us. Say, call us, call, boom, boom, pop, pop. You don't have to go to your contacts list no more. You don't have to do anything. (laughs) Um, And so you just call us, call, boom, you're there, and you're already in your calling. And so maybe Joey could finally out beat, I mean, beat Megan, Miss <laughs> Megan. And so maybe because, Megan's been using it though. Yeah, that, that could be it. Maybe Miss <laughs> Megan's using the call us. Uh, and so little Emery came up to me last night at, um, I walked through the side door while y'all was doing your girls choir practice thing. And she comes up and high fives and goes, thanks Aaron for playing my song. <laughs> I was like, oh, sweet. How sweet. Uh, um, and um, we're, we're still, Brother Greg, if we do a special man's choir night, like I'm not going to do We still it. have uh, people asking about like, that. <laughs> here's what I think we should do. I think we should do a community-wide men's choir night. That'd be cool. Would you sing in a choir? Oh, yeah, I'll sing in a choir. If you could get enough voices in there. Me, you know what I'm saying? If you could get enough men in there, then it would drown out the voices that might not be as good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, get how, the good ones in there, mix in with the bad ones, and nobody can see, hear the bad ones singing. I'm getting revelation. so good. I'm getting revelation. <laughs> All right? Yep. Here's my revelation. That's what heaven's going to be like. We, did, we, should, we could do, like, a men's choir on the square. Yeah. And we could just... We could get enough. We could just line and circle the whole square, what? and Listen, we could belt here, out here's worship. The, here's the thing. If we're going to do that, we need some that can sing, or else we're not going to draw many people. We're going to be pale. We don't want to be mosquito repellent. Well, we, you know what I'm saying? We, I mean, there's men that we know. Danny can sing really well. Yeah. Uh, Josh Durkee can sing really yeah. well. Yeah. Um, who? Uh, let's see. Like, you I get, think in my mind that I sing well. But I'm the only one that thinks that. Well, I know that I'm the only one that thinks that, but that's okay because I'm the only one Jacob listening Jacob Swift. It. <laughs> I say this. Jacob sings really well. Brandon Shockley. I've, I, now, I haven't heard Brandon Shockley sing, but I've heard he can sing. Um, Mr. Todd Mingus can sing. There's people that can sing. So, I just can't sing, but I can I now, can blend it with a choir. So, you know, you ask my kids, I'll sing the national anthem in the shower a lot. <laughs> really, really loud. I do it on purpose now. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, you, know, you know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, so is this an odd song to sing in the shower? Very odd. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just you know. Oh, that's funny. And uh, yeah, so they're like, "Well, Dad's in the shower again." So, <laughs> but is that your way of letting everybody know to stay away? I guess I haven't done it. Well, I haven't done it again later. It's your shower time. Leave me alone. I love it. <laughs> Do you oh, hit man. that high note of that one part? I, I, oh, Lord. Well, I don't, you know, you can, everybody hears my Cold. voice right now. So when that high note hits, hot water high. just ran out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh, that's that. good. Look, anyway. this, is, this is no joke. One yeah. day, all right. <laughs> I, and, I, you know, I always joke about, like, when you sing with somebody else who can sing, you always feel like you can sing. Yeah. yeah. Even though you can't, but they're so good that they yeah, drown they, you out. Like, you know, if, if you sing into Jason Crabb with him on the radio, 
you sound awesome yeah. until the radio turns off and you're still singing. Yeah, and you, you hear the dog in the back. So this one time, this one time, like, I've never heard this. I've never heard me sing. Like, it's hard. Like, you don't hear yourself sing. Even if you're singing, you still don't really hear yourself sing. And I'll, at one thought, at one point I was saying, okay, look, I don't, I can't sound that bad. Like, yeah. I sound kind of like Jason Crabb when I sing with him. And so one day I decided I'm going to record myself on my phone. And I want to hear what I really do sound oh, like. Oh, no. I I'm never, <laughs> ever going to do like, that. Like, it was, never. I just wanted to hear it. Yeah. And um, I heard it. And I did, my spiritual eyes were open. <laughs> <laughs> Revelation came about. And I realized why Heather tells me never to sing behind a microphone oh. at that point. It sounded, it literally sounded like a wounded duck getting an ice bath. <laughs> I mean, it was, oh, it was goodness. awful. Yeah. Like it was awful, and it, I could see it. Well, here's my thing. I, uh, but I've never, I've never sang the Star Spangled Banner in the shower either. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, oh, say I think the most time I'm doing see? that, I'm, I'm really just doing that for the kids, anyways. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, you're not. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> put, put it on the kids. Blame yeah, it on the yeah, kids. Yeah, I blame the kids for that one. So, yeah. Now so, I, no, they, they do. They. uh but you, you know, seriously, no kidding. They'll tell you I'll do that. <laughs> but I also, I mean, I, you know, uh, getting back down. Let's let's bring it back down here to the real world again. So I'm trying, uh, but yeah. I don't know how to get off the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> well, also, you know, in that, you know, uh, I do see it, but they, uh, you know, that's another time too. And this, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch gears here because there is sometimes. And I don't know this is, uh, but, you know, in the shower, you know, that I will pray mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and, and being serious, you know, that, uh, and it's, you know, if you can come to him in that way, you know what I'm saying? You know, and there's no, here I am, Lord, mm -hmm. I am not covered with any, here am I, you know, this is, you know, fix me. He's Change. always with you, you know, and uh, and you know that too. You know, it, it's uh, you know, uh, it's just being real with him, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, so I've had some really good conversations with the Lord in the shower. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm saying I, I bet your kids have too. Like, uh, dear Lord, he's in the shower I, again. No. <laughs> well, yeah. Lord, help just, us. But, uh, but yeah. that's what my kids would be praying. Yeah, but I, you know, again, I just uh, just. Just to be real with him and uh, just, you know, and to me, you know, to me, that that right there, there's there's nothing covered. There's nothing hid. Mm -hmm. There's nothing. You are standing there the way that he made you. Vulnerable. Uh, vulnerable. And there you are. And, you know, and, and you're just being real. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. A I lot just, of, I think for a lot of parents, the shower is a is a safe haven yeah like it's one of the only <laughs> it's places it's one of the only places you can truly get by yourself sometimes when you i mean depending on how many kids you have how many people you have living with you um, uh, and i've heard that from a lot of people <laughs> really yeah because she they every time she's in the bathroom <laughs> all the kids go you gotta the lock the door <laughs> now let me say that i i'm gonna switch gears a little bit more let's let's go back to the singing thing mm. I gotta go back to the singing. I'm really trying to get away. From I, that, I wanna, so. I wanna go here. All right, I wanna oh, go here. Um, I'm too trying to get spiritual. Do re mi fa sol la ti do. All right. Um, when I do sing, 
And I do sing. Like, Hannah always jokes around with me here because I'm always going to probably sing a song even though I can't sing. I'll just come to the radio station singing a song. But 95% of the time, and I don't know why, I sing old songs. Yeah. Like, I surrender all. I just or, hear him singing holy all the time. <laughs> no, I do that too. Um, <laughs> I I'm, just, I know Aaron's around if I just hear holy, holy. holy. Yep. <laughs> I don't know, like, or uh, Victory in Jesus. Uh, I love that one. But I feel like you get like a... A different soul in you when you're singing it. Like I feel like oh. you're singing in like an old soul kind of oh, way. Oh yeah, like victory. Because you, you gotta do the lowest. Like victory yeah. in Jesus, my Savior forever. All right, um, little James Knupf right there for you. All right, oh, getting those pipes warmed up. Well, let's finish John chapter nine. We gotta do this. We have yeah. three verses. We've been trying to finish finish John chapter nine since Tuesday. <laughs> We're going to do it today. And then the man's choir will get together outside, you know, <sighs> when everybody's free, no, and then we will teach y'all how to harmonize. Yeah, where nobody well, can hear us. Stop using big words. Um, <laughs> we don't know nothing about harmonizing. We just know um, I'll take the high part. Greg's going to take the low part. If I part. can teach my three little brothers how to do it, I think I can teach y'all. Here, here, here's what has happened. Greg's going to take the low part. I'll take the high part. I'll pull the James Knup. Um Jason will take the, the soprano. And Todd Mingus will get the interpretive dance around it. So, interpretive <laughs> dance. So, we're, we got this. Like, this is going to be some kind of man's choir. And then Josh Milburn. Yeah, it's going to be um, something for sure. I don't know what part of the quartet Josh Milburn's taking. All of it. But he is providing the fried chicken afterwards because he is the homecoming legend. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's in charge of the potluck. All right. Anyways, um, verse 20. Verse 39 of chapter 9, we're going to finish this. And Jesus said, For judgment I am coming to this world, that they which see may not see, and they which see might be blind. Um, and so I'm going to read that from the ESV as well for a second. So just bear with me. And um, I want to switch over to that. Verse 39. Sorry, I'm scrolling here as fast as I possibly can. Jesus said, For judgment I came into the world, that those who do not see may see, and those who may see see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to them, Are we also blind? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now you say, We see, your guilt remains. So what's Jesus actually saying? This I come into this world for judgment because I'm going to expose things. But I'm also judging the things that, whether they be right or wrong. Um, we talked about that, was it yesterday we talked about judgment and that mm -hmm. those who are on the meat and those who are spiritual judges all things. And it's not saying all people, they're saying things. all things. All fruit. That if we are spiritual people who are mature, then we can discern, we can, we can judge things as if they're right or they're wrong. And we as Christians are called to do that. And that's what Jesus came to do. And he keeps calling them out. He, call, he calls things out. He calls methods out. He's calling strategies out. He's calling systems out. And he said, this is what I came into the world to do. Those that can't see, I'm going to make them see. And those that think they can see, I'm going to make them blind so they realize just how blind they really are. Mm. And he's bringing this division. He's bringing this dividing block. And really, I love this. He is destroying the religious system of the day. Hmm. And that's really, that was the message all the way to John the Baptist. Repent for the kingdom of heaven and change the way you're thinking. This is what I, the, verse 41 says, Jesus said unto them, If you were blind, ye should have no sin. Mm -hmm. But now you say, we see, therefore your sin 
remaineth. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not is sin. Mm -hmm. All right? Now, I'm not saying that being ignorant gives you a free pass. But what I'm saying is until the Lord reveals sin in you, you can't see that sin. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. You don't know that that sin is there until the Lord mm -hmm. reveals in you that sin. And that goes back to that melting pot that, mm -hmm. you know, that tribulation, the trials, the, you know, the struggles. He's revealing the sin that's in you. Now, we look at sin as our actions. You know, well, of course, you know, our actions, you know, they are. But our actions are the symptoms of the sin inside of us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what this is, this is he has to reveal that sin in us to remedy the inward sin. Therefore, the actions come out clean. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And that's what he's talking about here. If you were blind, you would have no sin. Because if you was blind, you wouldn't see your sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sin remaineth. So you're saying, you're saying you know to do good, but you're not doing it. So your sin remains. You yep. see what I'm saying? That's what he's saying here. And I, I think it's as well talking about he didn't come into the world for the well. He came into the world for the sick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that because the well don't need a doctor. They don't need mm -hmm. a physician. The sick does. Yeah. But the sick was actually the one seeing the need of the Savior. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious leaders were sticking to the fact, well, we have it all together, so we don't need you. Well, and the thing is, that's not well. well yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I know. That's the thing I always struggle with yeah, with that, with that statement. Well. No, I don't struggle yeah. with it. Like, it's totally true. Yeah. But I just think about how the Pharisees were so deceived because yeah, they, they needed him, yeah, honestly, probably they, more. They were not well. You know, he, he's talking about the uh, the 99 mm -hmm. you know and he's leaving that 99 those are the well to go after the one who's sick well, but the other yeah. ones the other sick ones realize they need well him. actually the well in that parable is the Pharisees and the Sadducees because that's it in the context of that he's saying now sitting among them okay. was Pharisees Sadducees the, the religious okay. leaders and the tax collectors that's who he's talking he has talked to two groups of people yep. The older brother was actually a representative of the Pharisees and Sadducees because they've been in the house the whole time, yet they never possessed what God had for them. Hmm. And that was, he said, he was yeah. basically telling them, like, you've been here the whole time. Anything that I have is yours. Your problem is you haven't taken it. Hmm. And this is still what the Pharisees and Sadducees are struggling with. Jesus is literally right here with them, and they won't take them because they are perceiving that they are well. Yeah. And so, in their sense, they are well. And, yeah. And so that's that what is he's saying here. So he's kind yeah. of coming for those that didn't have the same opportunities as the Pharisees had, because the Pharisees had all the opportunities. Well, in in the Pharisees were thoroughly convinced they were well. Uh, here's my. This is this is what I'll say. The Pharisees was there to prove the point. Jesus come here to fulfill the law. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the Pharisees was there to prove the point. You can do this to the T, but you can't do nothing without Jesus. You see what I'm saying? And he's from the, he was slain from the foundations of the earth. It's always been him. And without and all their purpose 
was to show you can follow these commandments over and over and over again but that's not what saves you you have to have your heart changed you have to be born again you have to be born of the spirit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's let's turn to Luke chapter 18 verse 9 I think this kind of gives us we, we talked about this earlier but let's just read this text and he spake this parable unto a certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others so he's basically talking to people who were convinced they were well. They were well, yeah. They're okay. okay. And they said two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. What's he saying? I'm good. I'm great. I'm well. I don't need anything. I don't even need to ask for forgiveness because I'm not like them. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would lift, would not lift up so much as an eye unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. So yeah. we have this Pharisee. I got it all together. I don't even need to repent. I have nothing to be justified for because I'm great. <laughs> but then you got this publican who's like, I'm just a sinner. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And this fair, the parable ends is, <laughs> I tell you man. this. This man went down to his house justified rather than the other. Yeah. For everyone that exalted himself should be abased, and he that humbled himself shall be exalted. I think that's the peril. That's what the well and the sick is. Jesus didn't come for those yeah. who are perceiving themselves to be well. He's coming for those who will rip their chest, their and shirt, repent. and those say, are... I'm just a sinner. Like, mm-hmm. like you were talking about. Yeah. I don't know, Lord. I just know you're moving on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. forgive me. I can't do nothing. I'm and that's humility. And that goes with what he's saying here. But now you you say we see, therefore mm-hmm. your sin remains. Yeah. And that's what you were saying. Yeah, I'm with you on yeah. that. I, yep. Yeah, I see it now. What he's not saying the, that they actually are well because yeah. he's been calling them they out pers- and their criti- perception is their pers- yeah. they think their pride has them thinking that they are well, but yeah. they're not. I think we've really missed the prodigal son story. Um, I think we've used it as that, you know, that it's just, well, the older brother is just those who kind of get jealous. And there's a jealousy factor. But no, I think it's deeper. Really, yeah, I think it's really much is. deeper. Yeah. Um, and and really, the the parable of the lost son, the parable of the lost coin, and the parable of the lost sheep, that's all pointed directly to the tax collectors and the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And that's the two groups of people he's talking to right there. Yep. And really, you could even push farther. It's the I'm going to say religion. It's it's religious really, system, yep. but also it's the the promise people coming home. It's yep. the it's it's the ones that's far off. It's the mm-hmm. ones that um, they were created to have a relationship with him, and they're about to have it. Yeah. And um, and so I don't know. I mean, I think that's kind of where we're. That's where he ends John chapter nine, and he's basically again going back to. If you are convinced that you can see your sin, your sin is still in you yeah. because you don't see yet. Yeah. But if you realize that you are blind and you need to see, now your sin is going to start going away because now those who are humbled will be exalted. And, you know, and it, you know, like Peter, whenever he's pulling all the fish in the boat and the, the nets is breaking and had to have help, Peter realized who Jesus was. And he says, go from me, for I'm a sinful man. Mm-hmm. You know, and I <laughs> I tell you, whew, you know, I, I don't know how many times I, you know, whew, I, you know, I just, 
don't know how many times I've said that. I'm like, Lord, I, I can't, you know, I am, <laughs> I'm a sinful man, you know, fix me, mm-hmm. uh, uh, change me. Yeah. I can't, you know, I, I'm reading your word and I, I see what it says and I am none of that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. only you can do this. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> but I do think it's important when we, when we humble ourselves. Yeah. And we see the need for a savior. We see the need. Man, Lord, I am sick. Yeah. It's important to know and to remember that when he lifts us up, because that's exalting. We think he's putting us on thrones and he's putting us on this. Exalting means he's picking us up. Yeah. He's lifting us up off the ground. Like, yep. like he did to that girl, that woman caught in the act of adultery. He reached down, picked her up. He exalted He exalted her. her. Mm-hmm. And when he exalts you, you're never supposed to get up the same way you was that went down. Yeah. He he makes you new. Yep. He gives you a new heart, a new Go spirit. And, no more. and that's why your sin's gone. Yep. But if you're always convinced you don't need him, then you're actually face down in the mud and don't even realize it because you become desensitized to it and you think mm-hmm. this is normal. And you don't think you need to be picked up. You don't think because I can do my own. And that's what that pub, that's what the Pharisee was I don't I don't need to repent anything. I'm not like this dude. I'm fasting. Yeah. I'm doing this. I'm me. tithing. I'm, I'm doing. Yeah. I'm good. Like you can just you, you know you go deal with that publican. Yeah. I'm great. The rich you know, rich young ruler is what always comes to my mind. You know, which is I think right after that. I think yeah. it's in Luke nineteen or eighteen two. I don't know what the address is. I just know that the the rich young ruler said, uh, "What must I do to enter the kingdom?" He said, "Well." Uh, you sell everything. Have you followed the law? Oh yes, have again. You know, I've done all these things. He said, "Okay, then sell all that you have, give to the poor, and come follow me." And he turned and walked away sorrowful mm-hmm. because he was doing the religious thing and he wanted a little cherry on top. Yeah. He wanted his way and the Lord's way, and it's yeah. only the Lord's way. Yeah, because he didn't have stuff. The stuff had him exactly, and he knew he couldn't let go of it. Yeah, yeah, and I. Until I never had any stuff until I let go of the stuff I thought I had. And now the stuff is just there. And it's all it is, just stuff. You yeah. know, I mean, it's, you know, I, I enjoy the things that I that I have, but it's just stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it used to be uh, something I'd strive for, I'd work for, I'd want always this, this, and this. And I, I would just, whatever. And it was just like it was unattainable to me. And now that I've just put it all to the side and just him, all these things is just stuff. And mm-hmm. it, you know, I, now that I there, there's, it's just stuff. Yep. yep. Well, have we ever got the answer? First yes, tri- we have an okay. answer for that trivia question. Miss um, Mary Hayes got it. Actually, Miss Gail got it first, I believe, but her name has already been in twice, so ah. they both got it. Miss Mary got it. So when we revised the question, it was better. Excellent. Um, so I guess we can do this second qu- tri- quivia. I do that all the time. The <laughs> Wait, second, you want to read the answer off for the first oh, one? Oh, Lystra or um, Derby, either one, Acts 16, 1. Um, and that's talking about whenever Ozzelie's talking about the um, faith of his grandmother and his mother. And um, they use a word there. And in the Greek, I heard somebody teach on this not too long ago. It's awesome. I'm not very good with the Greek. so, But... They said that basically the word for the faith that his grandmother had is the same word, his hypocrisy, but it's the opposite. 
and it's like they added something to it in the Greek, but it's basically saying that his grandmother had an unhypocritical faith. It never mm. changed. It yeah. never wavered. It was yeah. always Ooh, consistent. That's powerful. And and that's where Timothy came from, is wow. unhypocritical faith. I love that. Uh, mm-hmm. Trivia question number two for this Thursday. Um, we'll take a break and come back. When Jesus had in mind to feed the 5,000, who did he ask where they shall buy the bread for the people to eat? This is a good one. When Jesus had in mind to feed the 5,000, who did he ask where they shall buy the bread for the people to eat? 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. We're back here at... Uh, this May the 18th, 2023, on this beautiful, beautiful morning. I uh, got a dad joke of the day from Brother Joey Sosh. Why did the butcher work extra hours at the shop to make ends meet? Why did the butcher work extra hours at the shop to make ends meet? I love that. I love dad jokes. I really do love dad jokes. And and so we're just thankful for you guys tuning in with us this day. Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. This is a day that anything is possible because why? He will take the impossible and make it possible every single time. And so we don't have an answer for that second trivia question yet. When Jesus had in mind to feed the 5,000, who did he ask where they shall buy the bread for the people to eat? Two seven zero two five seven two six eight nine is the number to call. You can still call in and get your name in for that drawing. Um, and so, just very excited for all that God's doing. Had a really good time this morning so far. We got fifteen minutes left to in the broadcast, and um, we have we spent a lot of time. We we did finish John chapter nine though, so praise the Lord for that. Like that's over. We're in John chapter ten. We're gonna go and be in. He's the good shepherd. He's the good shepherd. Amen. We're having technical and so, difficulties right now. Um, they can't hear it. We can hear it, but oh. they can't hear it. Oh, and good. so, yeah, it's still in our earpiece. But they're, it, the, over there, they can't hear what we're hearing. Oh, good. And so, um, but, yeah, we're, we're, we're smooth sailing. And so we have, again, finished up John chapter 9. I'm moving to John chapter 10 tomorrow with the good shepherd. Uh, don't forget Coffee with Jesus this Saturday, 4 o'clock p.m. at the church behind Taco Bell formerly known as Victory Heights. And um, let's see here. What's the new name? You, I can't remember. Free Liberty. Free Liberty. Okay. I've got to remember that. It's Free Liberty. It's free. It's, it's the Free gospel, freedom. The, the gospel is a free, free gift. Free freedom. We found out something. So we were talking about how it's right behind Taco Bell. Yeah. And Ethan Ethan loves Taco Bell. He was he has the Taco Bell app and you can look on the maps on the Taco Bell app yeah. and you can see Free Liberty Church on there. Well, there you go. It says Free Liberty Church right there beside there it's on Taco Bell's <laughs> web app. I mean like it's it's got to be a good church if you end up on Taco Bell's app. Um <laughs> And so very excited for you guys to have that for the ladies. And then, of course, man up Thursday night, Clarkson Community. Uh, not Clarkson Community. That's that's Sunday night, Clarkson Community with Stephen McWerther. Werther? How am I saying that, Hannah? How do you say that? McWerther? McWerther? McWerther. McWerther. Maybe McWerther. Yeah. What day is that on? Uh, Friday. You should know that, Brother Greg. Yeah, your church, right? Oh, no, no. My wife knows that thing. She oh. says, go yeah. here, do that. That's what I do. His wife already, <laughs> his wife already fixed them this morning. Go here, do that. Um, yeah. 
He's, he says, like we go, we're go, we're camping. So I, I never know when we're camping until it's time to go camping. And uh, she <laughs> says, load up, take it here, drop it there, set it up. Yes, ma'am. That's what I do. All righty. <laughs> you tell me I do it. Uh, now, uh, wait, hold on a second. I got to. I can't act like I'm Mr. Perfect now because uh, a lot of times she tells me to do a lot of things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. And I never, yeah, so I'm not yeah. perfect. You don't have to keep reminding me every six months to do that. Yeah. Is that what you said that one time? <laughs> yep. Um, because, see, here I was bragging on you about the porch oh, yeah, lights yeah. at one time. Yeah, and that's been, <laughs> yeah, she's been asking me to fix it up for a long time. I thought you just, like, I thought you just randomly walked home with, like got home with porch lights and just put them up because you no. loved your wife so much. Well, I do love my wife so <laughs> and, much. And but then uh, you you proceeded to tell me that yeah, well she's, she's been reminding me for yeah. about four or five times on six months so or something like that. Her birthday's May the first, and then Mother's Day is all in there pretty close. And uh, so I you know I was just trying to just do uh, you know trying to be be good to her. So brownie points. Well. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about brownie points. I just just want to be good to her. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I know brownie points. I I I need a lot of brownie points. Um, <laughs> and so now Ethan comes over and we play golf on Wednesday nights after church usually. And I think he is. Um, we, Where do you play we, golf at? On the computer. I mean, on oh, the game system. Um, <laughs> and so that's the only golf I can play because I don't have time to go play real one anymore. And so, but we have grown this other tradition now, and it's almost like Ethan's looking forward to it as much as we are the golf at this point, and that's the fried egg bologna and cheese sandwiches after church on Sunday, Friday night. So, I mean, Wednesday night. So, it's starting to be kind of a tradition. Like, this is almost like a traditional thing, and my kid just goes, is Ethan coming over tonight? Well, (laughs) is it Wednesday night? Like, what do you think? Uh, And so... So, but last night we were sitting there, and I think I heard Hannah say something. Well, do you want me to pop you a pizza in for when you get home? And <laughs> I forgot who said. I don't know if it's Hannah or Jamie. Somebody said, "I think he's feeling that bologna egg and cheese sandwich again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd much rather have that. And so um, now, it, but but it's hard because I never know when he's going to be back. So I'm like, I'm gonna have to make something well, easy because if I make a whole meal, how where we're playing. If I make a whole meal, it's going to be all cold and. <laughs> bad by the time you get back and so no, the kids love it though they're always like ethan are you gonna come well this is what actually so jackson i thought he was just being really sweet because he was like are you gonna come that's my favorite part of wednesday nights is when you come over and i was like oh that's so sweet and then ethan was like but did you hear the rest of what he just said and i was like no and then he said because i get to watch you beat my dad (laughs) he does beat me i don't know what like i don't know like I can play real golf, but I cannot play golf on a computer like the game system. I'm horrible. Yeah, and well, um, you would definitely beat him in real golf. I mean, I'm horrible at it on the on the PlayStation, which I'm not really good at PlayStation stuff either. My my fingers don't work that way. Um, I don't know. I got you. I think I broke every finger too much to work anyway at this point from sports. <laughs> and half my half of my fingers are crooked. Um, good thing that his way is not crooked and his. His path is straight, and it's narrow, and it's right, and it's good, and it's just. He has no broken fingers. He has no broken paths, but his is the right way, the only way. Because no there's one be, way. No bones will be broken. Yep. Hallelujah. And so, but God's really good, and um, I, I love the Word. I'm, I, I love studying the Word. I love being in the Word, and I love getting to do this every single weekday with you guys for two hours. 
where we really just discuss the word and we have fun, we laugh, we rejoice, we dive into the scripture and we want to do it even more. And this is what we need. We we want to not just talk about what we want to or anything like this. If there's some Bible question you got out there, please don't hesitate to ever ask that. 270-230-6337 is my number. You can engage and interact with the broadcast anytime, or you can send me a Bible question. So if you got a, if say today you're reading through the word and you get a question, just text me and say, Hey, this is a question for tomorrow morning and we'll answer it. And, um, we want to, we want to just play whatever role we can for the kingdom of, in the kingdom of God to edify the church. And um, usually your questions that you ask are questions that help us as well. Mm -hmm. And um, we don't claim to know all the answers, but we claim to do know to know the one who does have all the answers. And a lot of answers are found in now, like you say, all answers are found in the word of God. Now it may not tell you what stocks to invest in. And I'm not going (laughs) to tell you what stocks to invest in, but I am going to tell you the word will teach us how to steward money. Well, and the thing about it is, listeners, they even you can appreciate what we say, you know, but study it out for yourself. Never go on anything that we say just because we said it and you believe us, you know, which, uh, I mean, we should be teaching what what is right, you know, but what if we missed it? What if we were mistaken? So always, always, always read for yourself. Like if you have a question you ask us we give you our answer to that question study it out search it out pray about it and get to let him reveal the answer to you now we may lead you in in a path to that that he can take you through the scriptures to show you you know but never never rely on what we say or what anybody says always always go to the lord for your spiritual food we will try our best to do what we can do but the lord is the one who provides Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i kind of think of it like you can use you know sermons or like podcasts or things like this as like a study guide like to have topics to go study Mm -hmm. but actually doing the study yourself because like if you think about it when you use a study guide like for a test if you just look at the study guide, like the topics that your teacher gives you, that's not going to help you much on the test. <laughs> like yeah. if you just look at the topics and don't actually go like study the topics, then that's going to be you're only going to know the topics and you're not going to know the the yeah. info that you need to know. And that's how it is. Like the word has so much, so much in it. You know, I was us. I was having lunch one time with a deacon. I'm not going to say what church, what denomination or anything. I'm not, I'm not trying to embarrass them, but I do staunchly disagree with their philosophy because I was sitting across because we had some, actually we had some kids come into church here. I mean, school here and they were raising a whole different branch of Christianity. I'll just say it like that, a whole different branch. And their theology was a lot different than ours, but um, the, the, I mean, that's just a nice way I can say it, just completely yeah. different theology. And they were struggling with what they were hearing in chapel. And so they'd ask me questions and I'm like, well, what do you believe? Well, we really don't know what we believe. Like, they just heard it. Like, yeah. they don't know how to back it up. They don't know yeah. how to describe what they believe. So I figured, well, if I'm going to help these kids, i got to know what they really believe. So I went to the deacon of this church and had breakfast with them. And I asked him questions. He was very generous. I said, I need to answer some questions. And so he let me ask questions. And a lot of the questions we talked, we dialogued about. But he said one thing 
And I mean, this is, it was, it was such a disappointing answer, but it's also a frustrating one. And I just kind of wanted to go, wow. <laughs> but um, this was his, this was his, well, this is his, basically what he said. He said, we encourage our people not to read the Bible, to let us teach them the Bible. Yeah, that, and that, that happens a lot. And they they yeah. said that they don't want their people reading the Bible, and they encourage them not to read the Bible. I'm going to say this, and uh, if anybody's encouraged you to not read the Bible, that is a false teacher from such turn away from. They are not teaching you the right way. Yeah, If they're not pointing you to the Word of God for you to study and, and get to know yourself, they are leading you astray. Yep. And that is how cultish things come about yep. mm-hmm. um, because there's no accountability to the word. Yeah. Um, like if if I say something on Sunday morning that's like one time I accidentally, I think it was I meant to say, I was supposed to say John and I said Peter. It was an honest mistake. It was one of those times you're teaching and preaching. Yeah. And I got corrected by like eight people. Like that Sunday, that Sunday, yeah. I got corrected by like eight people. I'm talking people was texting me. Hey, yeah. did you mean to say this? Because I'm really struggling here. I'm like, but I loved it because you don't you don't have permission to be wrong on the yeah. word mm. because there's so many people that know the word. Yeah. They're going to correct you on it. Yeah. But and that's the type of community you want to be in. Yeah. You don't you don't say wrong stuff because um, <laughs> they will correct you. Yeah. But this leader, they were like, well, we don't we don't want our people to know the word because we want to teach them the word and we want to tell them what to believe. Yep. And I'm like, and back in medicine, so what you really want is the ability to teach whatever you want without being held accountable by the word of God. That's it. And I mean, I was, I really left so discouraged by that. Like, and again, my heart's not, if, if I say the denomination, if I say the church, yeah, you don't have it's to. what it's it going to do matter. is I hope everybody's not like that. Yeah. And I don't want to like generalize a statement yeah. that's, that's not for the whole denomination. The thing is, that's what you want to look for. You want to look out for that. If somebody's trying to tell you that, oh, you don't need to read and study the word, that he just loves you the way you are, you just do that, that is not right. That is a false teaching because it says, go and learn of me. That's yep. what Jesus says. Go and learn of me. <laughs> yeah, and he is the Word made flesh. So if you're gonna learn of him, you need to learn the Word because he is the Word well, made flesh. That one rainy day that me and you end up spending a spontaneous three and a half hours in the Word, <laughs> we weren't telling each other what to believe. Nope. We were working through the Word yeah. because if you come to me with a, a question, I can give you my opinion or I can give you the Word. Which one's going to be transforming? The Word. The Word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if everything I do in teaching, preaching, counseling doesn't come back to the word, then I'm missing the mark. Yeah. Because I'm giving you something other than the word. Yep. You don't need Freudian Freudian, whatever you would, psychology. You don't need philosophy one on one. You need the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You Jesus don't Christ and you know crucify. as much as I like, you know, some some teaching going on and and it's not, I mean like Dave Ramsey stuff. Okay, well, his tries to center back on the Word. He brings the Word in a lot. But if he's teaching something that's not with the Word, well, I don't go with it. Like, I want yeah. the Word. Like, as as smart as he is about money, my goal is not to be like Dave Ramsey. My goal is to steward money like the Word tells me to steward money. And everything we teach, everything we do, should be based and birthed out of the Word. Yeah, because even good people can still lead you astray without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. 
like people who might not even know that they're leading you astray could lead you astray. Like it's not about like, oh, yeah, that person is just so terrible. We shouldn't listen to him. It's anybody, even our best friend, we need to test what they say and compare it to the word. Yep. Yep. Our mom, our dad, our spouse, like any of us are are have the ability to miss the mark. Sure. So we all need to compare everything to the yeah. word. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. Um, that went it, by it, quick. It went by it quick this morning. Um, I feel like we're just like at the heartbreak at eight or something at this point. <laughs> Flew by. But thanks so much, uh, Brother Greg. I almost call you Pastor Greg. No, don't. Uh, no, Brother no. Greg for coming in. <laughs> I keep saying that. I don't mean to. Maybe it, I'm prophesying. <laughs> Prophetic. All right. Anyways, uh, Brother Greg, thank you so much for coming in in the studio. Hannah, always a joy. Thanks, Mariah, for producing. We're out of here for this morning. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time, here on Mornings of Boxster Radio on the Boxster Radio Network.